Hey, welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I'm your host, Clay, and we have a good one here. I mentioned last week on the episode that somebody had sent me an article and that I still needed to, to think about it a little bit. But the more I thought about it until now as I do the record the episode, I got I'm I'm 90% there. I'm 90% in support of this person and the 10% is just coming from basically a place of well that that's that's not what I would devote all that for. I would devote it for something else. But at the end of the day, she's doing way way more than what most people do. And to set up a little bit more additional context here, if you're not familiar with the uh, the, the show, kind of around here, we have the attitude of you know no excuses. Just get out there, do what you got to do to get done what you want to get done to where you want to go. And this person is doing exactly that. But like I said, the 10% is kind of just, ah, why do you want to go there? Why don't you do that with it? But overall, like I said, you got to give this person full credit. And I mean, I, I'm talking to myself here too. It sets a, sets an example. It sets some, I think it's pretty motivational when you actually stop and break it down. On the surface, I'll admit, it sounds kind of sketchy, but like I said, let's look a little bit below the surface and what's actually going on here compared to what a lot of people do. So from the New York Post, the article is entitled, Woman Donates Blood Plasma Twice a Week to Go Shopping. Okay, on the surface, I know, sounds a little rough. So picking up with the article, a self-confessed shopaholic has made more than $3,000 donating her plasma to fund her real, her retail therapy habit. Carissa Barker, 20 years old, has spent a year visiting a clinic twice a week to donate the protein-rich liquid found in blood to exchange for cash to bankroll her shopping sprees. The student and part-time nanny makes $280 a month from her plasma and in one year has raked in $3,360. Barker, a Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, recommends the practice as an effortless way to make money. She said, I would absolutely recommend it to people who are short of cash and want to go shopping. I donate plasma twice a week. I get $20 the first time and $50 the next time, Barker dished. It's just a little bit of extra money that I can spend that I don't feel I worked very hard for. So let's let's go through her thought process there. Like I said, maybe you're with me, maybe you're not. That really, you're a shopaholic and you're doing all this so you can go shopping. I mean, I, just for the sake of playing devil, devil's advocate, which I, I I try to do with myself, I try to see all areas of an argument or all areas of a thought process. I could also say, well. She's she's a shopaholic and she's doing all this to but that all that does is help stimulate the economy. I mean, if she's a crackhead, that's all that's an all cash business, right? That cash is just going straight into who knows where it's going. Uh, but here, she's doing it to she's spending money. She's out there purchasing pro- people's products. So I mean, from that angle, I, if I really wanted to argue, I could say, well, it's good for the economy that she's willing to go and do that. It's also good for just health in general, right? If she's donating blood plasma, there's value in that. And she's, well, she's not donating it. She's selling it, really. I mean, because that's what this is. This is a transaction. She is giving up blood plasma in exchange for cash. So donate's not the right word. But overall, I mean, she wants to go shopping. 
okay, I, I mean, I, I wish you were saying, I, you know, I, I want to invest in my future. I mean, that'd be a little bit better. You know, I, wa I want to buy some stocks or I want to, you know, invest into some sort of, uh, you know, knowledge program or whatever, but I suppose she's, it said she's also a student, but she wants something and she wants to go shopping. So instead of sitting around saying, oh, well, you know, I, I want that t-shirt over there. I want that dress. I want those shoes. Ah, I can't afford it. Think about it. And this is why I'm 90% of the way there and why Carissa, I think she's pretty awesome. Instead of looking at the, the pair of shoes, for example, and saying, ah, I can't afford it. How is she looking at that situation? She's looking at that situation by saying, how can I afford it? Not, oh man, I can't afford it. No, how can I afford it? And her how, her solution is donating blood plasma. And as goofy as that sounds, that she's donated so she can go and buy stuff. I mean, well done, Chris, a way to look at a problem and not look at it and say, well, I, I just, I can't go shopping. I can't afford to go shopping. She's saying, how can I afford to go shopping? And she's figured out a way to do it. So good for you, Krista. That is awesome. And that's a lesson that a lot of people can learn from, including myself, just as a good reminder of how you really should view the world and you know, kind of just, if, if you want to build wealth, if you want to be in control, if you want to just have more money to begin with, have more freedom, then that's how you have to view the world. Not, oh, I can't do that. I don't have enough. i you know, I can't afford, no, how, how do I afford it? And I love it. I get $20 for the first time, $50 for the next time. Just a little bit of extra money that I can spend that I don't feel I worked very hard for. There's the next lesson. Work smarter, not harder. She is definitely going about and making some money in a way where, like I said, for somebody that's terrified of needles, which is me, this does not sound like working smarter at all. I would rather go and, and, and dig up a 10 foot hole with a, a shovel then in 100 degree weather, then go and donate, you know, have the, but hey, if she's figured out a way, if she feels that she's making some extra cash to go and do something that she wants to do, and it's, it's not that much effort, then again, Carissa, well done. So picking back up with the article, plasma is a yellowish fluid in the blood, which remains after the white and red blood cells and platelets have been removed. The liquid consists of water, salts, proteins, and enzymes, and is used in medicine that helps people suffering from burns, shock, trauma, and other medical emergencies. So again, there's, my, there's the argument you could make of, you're doing all that to go shopping? Well, maybe she's just doing it to, to help uh, health in general, because yeah, if that can uh, actually assist somebody who's suffering from burns or that other stuff, it's actually quite the worthwhile cause. I would say it's a very beneficial way to raise some money for yourself. While blood donors are not offered money in exchange for their donations, plasma collection centers across the U.S. offer payments in return for plasma. So that would be the one difference here is if you're going to go and try this method, it's got to be for plasma, not blood. Blood is, is a straight-up donation. Barker, who is studying communications at college, calls herself a shopaholic and admitted that she hits the mall about three times a week. She estimates that she spends about $600 a month on clothes, shoes, and beauty products. I'm a shopaholic, and I would shop every day if I could. I usually go three or four times a week, Barker said. Clothes and shoes are my favorite thing to buy, and I also love beauty products. On each shopping trip, I only spend about $50, but that adds up to $150 a week. 
If I see something that I like or if there's a discount or a good deal, I'll just buy it, she revealed. I feel powerful knowing that I have money and I can buy stuff. Again, on the surface, that all sounds kind of rough. And yeah, it is rough a little bit. I mean, all those things are just, there's no value in them um, other than, okay, they look you, they make you look stylish. They are clothes. So, I mean, that's a bad statement on my part. There is value in the strictly, in the primitive, like, caveman sense of, okay, those are clothes. But, I mean, they're, they're, there's not much other value in it than, you know, having a bunch of shoes, right? From a very practical point of view, do you really need all those shoes? So, yeah, that, like I said, that's the 10% that's coming out. I, I, I wish, th- I wish this, this business viewpoint and, and, this, and this hustle and this grind was directed towards at least a little bit of something else. But still, she, go, she wants to do that stuff, and she goes, and she's found a way for it. But here's the other thing, and this was the, uh, another point that is, I mean, in me that stood out, that is a very valuable lesson to have in life, lesson in building wealth, lesson in building a business, lesson in just you know, making the most of things. <clears throat> and that is, you gotta be self-aware. You gotta be able to look in the mirror and just admit how things are. Because you can never fix anything if you don't look in the mirror and be self-aware about what positives and what may, negatives may be out there. Think about it. Carla is self-aware to the point where she just flat out calls herself a shopaholic. It's not like she's in denial about any of this, but because she has admitted it to herself, because she is self-aware, what has that done for her? Well, that's allowed for her to be like, yeah, you know what, the shopaholic, this is probably not the ideal situation. Dare I say this is maybe even a little flaw, maybe you know, a little problem I have in my life that I just absolutely love shopping. But yeah, it's it, I, it. I have it. It exists. So, is there anything I can do about it, so that I don't drive myself into the ground? Why? Yes, yes, there is. And again, that goes back to the well. She's she's figuring out how to get money so that she can go and just be a shopaholic. So, self-aware. How self-aware are you? Because the more self-aware you are, the the better and more honest you can be when you look in the mirror that's gonna be the more opportunities, the more doors you open up for yourself. Some of those doors may just be like, okay, I gotta just flat out change that. Or other doors, assuming you look through the world of a you know, how instead of a why, I can't do that or I'm not gonna be able to fix that. No, how do I fix that? How? There's power in the word how. How and why. And you know, I guess that's probably a whole podcast in and of itself, which is more important. They're probably equally important. But sometimes it's like, okay, you have a big why, why you wanna do something. Yeah, but how are you actually gonna get that done? But then you could also argue, well, it's much easier to get the how done if you have a, a big old why. But like I said, that's another conversation. The point being, self-aware, and when you're self-aware, you can start to tackle and, and, and fix. And you know, you'll put situations in your favor. Uh, let's see. The woman began donating plasma last summer after a friend suggested it as an easy way to make money and she hasn't looked back. The process takes an hour and a half each time at BioLife Pharma Services in Layton, Utah. Another small little lesson there. Where did she hear this from? A friend. And another big old thing around here that I'm always preaching, who are you surrounding yourself with? Now, I realize this is a very small data point 
and this could be, I, I could be maybe stretching here a little bit, but it still stands out to me. Apparently, she has at least one friend that she surrounds herself with that is kind of uh, the same thinker as her. Because this friend, whether it was shopping, whether it, who's no, who knows what, maybe she's never done it. Um, but a friend suggested it because this friend, for whatever reason, does not have the attitude of, well, you know, there's just not really any, there's nobody hiring, all the big companies are greedy. I mean, I just, uh, no, she was like, well, you could donate blood plasma. So to even just make that suggestion, that tells me something about her friend that says her wheels are turning. And, and maybe that friend didn't even discover it, but somewhere she heard it. And somewhere, or for some reason, her mind took hold of that information, and now she's passing it on. And that's the importance of surrounding yourself with quality people. Because you just never know. And like I said, maybe this friend is... I mean, doesn't really offer any much value, but they're at least worth enough where they gave her this suggestion and now she's run with it. And, and as the article says, she's never looked back. So again, look in the mirror, be aware, be very self-aware. Who are you hanging around with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? A bunch of naysayers or a bunch of people that, uh, you know, not necessarily have all the answers, but are they at least supporting you? Are they at least, you know, kind of uh, some sort of positive influence on you? If they're not, then again, look in the mirror. You got to admit that to yourself so you can start to fix the, pro the problem. Now, I do realize that if it's just flat out family, then that only goes so far. And, you know, that's just a bad situation to be in. But you got to, in those situations, just kind of nod your head, smile, and just go out there and prove people wrong. But, um, and that's the, another reason why I like to do this podcast because it at least gives you some sort of outlet. And it's not like this is the only podcast that can help offer you up some motivation and stuff. But I know some people... They're surrounded by people, and the issue is the, the, the people are surrounded with that are the naysayers and negative people are like family, where you can't just be like, disown them. But if it's friends, yeah, I, I'd consider, you know, can you, I don't know, make some new friends or just, you, you know, the people you surround yourself with. The process takes an hour and a half each time at BioLife Farmers. So let's see, let's do the math. Let's just call it two hours. She said you get. Uh, 20 bucks the first time, so that's 10 bucks an hour. Uh, so that's, I mean, decent. But then $50 an hour after that, and like I said, I'm rounding up to two hours. So right there, 25 bucks an hour. And I, I, I assume you just lay there. I don't know if you get to watch TV or something like that, but uh, 25 bucks an hour for a 20-year-old, not, not too bad. Not too bad at all. During the donation process called a big old word that I cannot pronounce. The blood is removed from Barker's body. The plasma is collected and the remaining blood components are returned to her body. One of my friends does it. Okay, there we go. So one of my friends does it and she took me with her one time. I just kept doing it, she revealed. I do it as often as I can, which is usually twice a week. It takes about an hour and a half each time I go. I go in and complete a survey to make sure that I am feeling well that day, that I have no tattoos or piercings, they screen you and they take your blood pressure and temperature. It takes them a while to pump the blood out and put it through the machine. The machine separates the red blood cells from the plasma. Then they put the blood back in my body, she said. As long as I eat a lot of protein before I go, I stay healthy or I stay hydrated. I feel fine. So there we go. There's another little argument I could make. She's got to eat a lot of protein before she goes. Protein, that's good for you, okay? Good for you. Makes you strong, builds muscles, and it's good for your blood plasma, apparently. But hey, so there you go. It's also keeping you healthy. 
There are no health risks that I know of, and my parents are fine with me doing it. My plasma is used to make medicines for people with rare diseases, Baker or Barker went on. It makes me feel good to know that I'm helping people. I plan to keep on donating. Again, you're not donating. You are selling your plasma, but that's just me nitpicking. Although friends have asked Barker to curb her shopping habits, she admitted that she can't see a time when she won't indulge in retail therapy. So again, there's some more data right there. Her, her friends are recognizing, and th- those are good friends. They're like, hey, you have a deal. You have an issue. Stop. Please stop. Or at least, not necessarily stop, but you know, curb it back here a little bit. Can you, can you just take the fed- the, your, your foot off the pedal a little bit? That's good friends. That's, that's what you want. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And, but again, I mean, let the girl have her, her, her let the girl shop. If, if somebody wants to go out there and spend, 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 okay. But the, the good thing here is she acknowledges that and she's out there hustling to get the money to spend, spend, spend. As long as the spending never overwhelms what she's you know bringing in, then so be it. Again, the 10% comes in, you know, at some point you can't just spend every dime that comes in. You, you, you got to start to plan and all that. But I mean, she's 20 and, you know, but I, I like her hustler mentality. Yeah, maybe directed in non-productive, not non-productive, but it could be better ways. But she's, she's clearly there. She's got it. She's out there hustling. Uh, let's see. If I was ever at a point where I didn't have money, I would stop. Shopping is my biggest expenditure, but I also spend a lot on travel. Barker updates her followers on her shopping sprees and plasma donation on her YouTube channel. Oh, Carissa Barker, I'll have to check that out. I should have noted at the beginning, this is one of these articles, because uh, I know a couple of you enjoyed it, where I didn't really read it ahead of time, just read the headline, and then I just read through it and um, kind of give my thoughts as I go through it. So that's why some of these points, I'm like, oh, all right, uh, because I am just doing this spur of the moment, not spur of the moment, but you know, kind of just giving it as if we were reading through it together and I'm just giving my thoughts in real time as I do it. Um, so at the end, before I forget, let me know, do you still like this format where I don't really uh, script anything out? It's more just reading the article and then giving my thoughts as I go through or should I should I read through things and then script stuff out or, or just at least give myself some talking points? I always like to hear from you as listeners on, on what sorts of formats and stuff you like. So apparently, another good data point, she's a hustler. Well, we already knew that, but I mean, she hustles that much more. She's got a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm guessing she's throwing some ads up on those videos. And as somebody on uh, with my other company that's got actually a channel of over 100,000 subscribers, 175, over 175,000. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not huge money in the in, in ads and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that, it's the mentality that's there. And I also like how she says if she didn't have the money, she would shop. So I don't know. It sounds like this is all being done in cash, not throwing stuff on credit cards and carrying a balance, which is good. Uh, but maybe that we'll, we'll find the answer here. A representative for BioLife said, strict criteria, including donation frequency, have been established for plasma donation by global regulatory authorities to ensure the safety of donors. They're not donors. They're, 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 they're business people. They're, they're, they're there to make a transaction. They're there to do a deal. The only donors are those that show up and say, you don't have to pay me anything. But again, I'm just, I'm just so crusty when it comes to me nitpicking. But I, th- I think I don't, I, 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 the reason I'm a little nitpicky is because I, I think that's a disservice to everybody. 
I think that's a disservice to the people that are there giving their plasma because they're there and maybe it is just for the sake of wanting to help out. But I mean, they're there for a transaction. They're there because they're gonna make some money. But I think it's also great for the for the plasma people. They're like, hey, we're not gonna sit here and just try to freeload. We're, we'll offer you up some money. And they're giving money. So I mean, it's great for both sides. So that's why donor doesn't really, uh, to me, illustrate the, the good old fashioned, you know, somebody wants some money, somebody else is willing to pay them for something they have. I mean, that's that's capitalism right there at its best. I love it. Donors also, picking back up the article, donors must also meet screening criteria for blood count, another word that I cannot pronounce, and total protein levels along with other screening criteria prior to each donation. Additional testing is done every four months. They continued BioLife adheres to those standards as part of our commitment to the highest standards of safety for our donors and our products that go out to patients. So this, so clearly they are some sort of private, so I love it, this is business. So they're a private company and they sell this to other people. So I, I know nothing about this until just reading through it, but clearly the way that they can charge is because uh, so if they're paying her 50, very clearly for that, um, for what they pay and then what the cost of that machine is and all that, they must very clearly be able to sell whatever that plasma amount is for, for some sort of a di- amount above 50. And then let's just call, let's call it the, the other cost $25. So you have the, the labor cost of 50 to bring the person in. You have $25 on top of that. So they, they're, they're clearly able to sell uh, because I love how they say donate and our products that go out to patients. So they're products. They're using this for a product. And those products are, are clearly bringing, let's just call it more than, uh, for sure more than $50, but let's just call it more than 75 So this is good old-fashioned capitalism right here. Absolutely love it. Plasma collected from healthy donors is processed into a wide variety of therapies that benefit thousands of people every day with rare often life-threatening diseases such as immunodeficiency disorders, hemophilia, and uh, hereditary angiodomia. Yeah, see, good thing that this is not the how to pronounce words podcast because I I struggle with it. But, and that brings the article to an end. Great stuff though. So thank you uh, to the listener that submitted this. Awesome talking points, awesome learning lessons. And again, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Carissa, well done. Wait, I mean, Carissa, can you can we bargain? Can maybe you take just even 20% of that extra money you make and, and throw it into some sort of, uh, you know, stock or, or mutual fund or some sort of investment that's going to start to grow over time? Because, I mean, you're only 20. And the sooner you start with investing and putting yourself together a game plan, uh, you know, on that side of things, that that's great. But it sounds like, from what I can tell, she's relatively good with her money. Some things stood out. She knows she wants to spend, so she's get out. She's getting out there to make money to spend. And she said, you know, if she didn't have that money to spend, she would just stop, as in, you know, not putting it on a credit card or something like that. So, but Carissa, that, that's great stuff. And uh, for me, I find this very, infor, uh, you know, inspirational and motivational. This is good stuff. Yeah, get out there, grind. Stop looking at, oh, I can't afford that. How do I afford it? And I mean, you can make stuff happen. And there's just so much, there's so much opportunity out there. And well, well, that sounds like too much. Well, there you go. Too much effort. Goodness. 
Some don't be one of these people that need everything spoon fed to you. Get out there, grind, do get stuff done. If you see a pair of shoes you like, good for you. That's not what I would choose, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. But figure out how can you afford it and get out there and do it. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.